This series is brought to you by Ford. And just like the Ford Escape SUV, it can help you get away without going far. On a recent Monday evening, hundreds of people gathered in New York City's Washington Square Park. And they were all there because they'd seen this tweet. It read, I'm going to sing If I Were a Fish at Washington Square Park near the Arch tomorrow. Come sing with me. No one had any idea just how many people would show up. They were there for an impromptu sing-along led by a singer in a green frog hat. And no one had any idea what an impact that singer would have. Welcome to Seriously Good News, a three-part series where we're diving deeper into the news stories that make us smile. Because the news cycle can be overwhelming, and uplifting stories can help us all take a break. I'm your host, Alex Carr. Let's jump in. Corinne Savage first posted If I Were a Fish on TikTok in mid-April, under their stage name. Hi, I'm Karuk. My pronouns are they, them. And I am a singer, songwriter, producer, artist living in Nashville, making pop music. Music has been a major part of Karuk's life for decades. When I started playing guitar, I was in middle school. I would go down into my basement at the time, which was like the only place that was like my space, I guess. But there was a little computer down there and I would search YouTube videos of how to play songs on guitar. My first song was like a song for a friend's birthday in middle school. I was like 13. And then from there, I just like didn't stop writing. I went to a performing arts high school in Pittsburgh. I loved going there. Like it was a school full of like artsy weirdos, you know, like all of us misfits that didn't totally like fit in in our public schools got to come and like just be ourselves, which was a really wonderful experience. We all know how powerful music can be. A song can transport us to another time or another place, and it can completely change our mood. The original version of If I Were a Fish was just 49 seconds, but it resonated with millions of people who felt like Karuk was singing just to them. So what is it that makes music so magical? We called up an expert to break it down. Music is what neuroscientists call a whole brain workout because it's capable of activating so many regions of our brain. This is what makes music a useful therapeutic tool because it touches everything. That's Dr. Susan Rogers, a professor at Berklee College of Music who holds a PhD in music perception and cognition. Your brain is gonna move its spotlight of attention around to the rhythms, to the melody, to the harmony, to the lyrics, to the style, to the performances. And you're listening for those aspects or any aspect that strikes you as being cool and good. But when you hear something that matches the sweet spot on your listener profile, a great thing happens. Dr. Roger says hitting that musical sweet spot activates something called the default network. The default network is these interconnected nuclei 
that are responsible for our sense of self, self-image, self-awareness. And when you listen to music you love, it activates that. So you go into your own head, into that private place where only you reside. And this is why music can um, feel like a personal private friend to us and why we can get so attached to it. Because it can, when we love it, activate these circuits that correspond to us. Creating music that lights up that default network isn't an exact science. And nobody knows that better than Karuk, who wasn't expecting If I Were a Fish to be a hit. So I was having a really hard day. I had released a song like that day or a couple days before, and I opened up my phone for the first time in a while and looked at all the TikTok comments, and there was just a lot of hate comments on it. Really, it was shining a light on just like a season of my life that I'm in, which is like, I feel like I'm coming into my adulthood and allowing myself to be as me as possible. And I'm realizing that that meanness doesn't totally fit in the way I thought it did. Mm -hmm. Whether it be like about the kind of music that I make, you know, I love, I love If I Were a Fish, but I also have really produced pop songs and I also have really stripped back singer-songwriter songs and I don't like to put myself in a box and so I don't really feel like I have a a genre or community around that. Um, I'm also non-binary so it's just been hard for me to feel like I fit in anywhere and I brought it up to Olivia, my girlfriend, who wrote the song with me who's in the video and I was just like I I'm just feeling awful right now like I feel like a weirdo I feel like nobody likes me I feel like I don't fit in. And she was like, well, let's like just try to harness this energy and put it into a song, you know? For Karuk, music is both a way to express and process their emotions. I think that that's that's something that I I do often is I like to be creative when I have big emotions, but it just didn't feel natural at that time. And so I'm glad I had her to remind me. And um, she was just like, let's make the weirdest thing that we can possibly make. You know, like what's the weirdest thing you can think of? And I honestly thought, if I were a fish, I think that people would like all the things that I am more. You know, I'm chubby. If you caught a chubby fish, you'd be like, hell yeah. Like, I'm gonna win first prize with this. Or if you caught like a really colorful fish, you'd you'd be so excited, you know? Um, So I kind of meant it pretty literally. I think that both of us having that really weird starting place kind of inspired us to be really fun about it. I think that in the video you can hear a bit of a twang in our voices, kind of on purpose, because it was just fun to sing it that way. And yeah, it's kind of how the song came to be. Almost immediately, the song went viral. If I were a fish and you caught me, you'd say, hey, look at that fish shimmering in the sun. I was on stage at the time. I had a show in LA and I got off stage and my girlfriend was texting me like, did you post the fish song? Like what's, did you post it on TikTok? And I opened up my phone and there was just over a million views, thousands and thousands of comments. I was like, oh my God, this is like going really viral. 
For Dr. Rogers, that response is no surprise. Uh, One of the beautiful things about music is that we often recognize ourselves in it. And that's one of the best things that lyrics can do for us. So you have a feeling down deep inside, and sometimes our feelings are so deep that we know we've got them. We just don't know what they are. We don't have the words for them. And then you hear a song that puts into words exactly that feeling. So sometimes we hear a given record that causes us to recognize ourselves. And evidently, this is what happened with this wonderful song. It's simple, but a lot of the great, great songs are very, very simple, simple yet true. And these lyrics are definitely saying for many people what they've felt, but just hadn't put into words before. Karu could tell that the honesty they expressed in If I Were a Fish had struck a particular chord. I think that I'm realizing a lot of people needed to hear that they, that there's somebody else that doesn't fit in and that there's somebody else that realizes how awful the internet can be. And I feel like we've all kind of found each other in a really wonderful way, realizing that there's a lot more kind people on the internet willing to support each other. So what happened next? Stay tuned after the break. An extra lap around the block, a mid-morning coffee run, or a chat with a friend. It's the small getaways you take every day that mean the most. For however and wherever you get away, the Ford Escape may just be the most appropriately named SUV ever. It's made for real-life adventures that take you where you need to go. Head to Ford.com slash escape to learn more. That's Ford.com slash escape. The Ford Escape. It's time to get away. If I were a fish and you caught me, you'd say, Look at that fish! Look at that fish! If I Were a Fish became an overnight sensation. And Karuk could see just how important it was to people. So, along with their girlfriend, Olivia, they hurried to get the full version out into the world. I would open my phone and people would be making a video of themselves singing it or a children's choir singing it or they made their own verse of it. And that was shocking to me. I was like, this song is is alive without me having done anything. And I think it felt really important for me to pay attention and finish it with Olivia and that's kind of what we did is we we kind of followed everybody else's desire for it to be a song. And I think that's also why it came out so quickly, because we weren't holding on to it for any reason. We just wanted it to give it to people. In the comments, some people have mentioned that this song is really their mental health anthem or their queer anthem. What does that feel like for you to have people say, I relate to your music in this way? I think it's overwhelming in a lot of different ways. It's it's extremely hard to process. It's really hard to even even if it's a wonderful wonderfully written comment, it is hard for me to read and process that that is a human being that decided to take their time to write that and and say it to me. I I, I think it's just this this time in the internet where we exist as a version of ourselves. And I think it's it's really hard for me to, to understand that people are saying that about me. I think I often try to put it on the song and I'm like, yeah, no, no, the song is wonderful. What I made is wonderful, but 
I also think that people are trying to get through to me and say all of these wonderful, nice things. And to be completely honest, I'm having a hard time accepting it. Do you think you'll ever accept it? I think that I get small doses of accepting it. So for example, I, I was having a hard time processing these comments and I decided I wanted to have people meet in the park in New York City. And I thought maybe 25 people would come and I thought that would be wonderful for me to like look in the eyes of 25 people and, and understand what was going on. But I showed up and like 300 people came. It was a really healing and wonderful experience. And I think that I will process more of what is happening when I'm able to have those moments of seeing human eye to eye and really take in how this song has affected them. Karuk watches a lot of the stitches and responses that have been posted on TikTok. But there's one they keep coming back to. There is one video in particular that is just by far my favorite one. Anytime I'm down, I just pull it up and I watch it. And it's this mom that was in the car and her son was in the back seat, and she was kind of just showing it to him on the way to school or something. And uh, it was the second verse. It was playing the second verse of the fire rock. You'd pick me up and say, that's a nice rock. Skippiest on the lake. Plop, plop, plop. I'm the perfect shape. And right after that line, I'm the perfect shape. He's, he's looking out the window the whole time, and then he, like, smiles, and he looks to his mom, and he says, Is she talking about me? And I just, like, immediately, and she laughs and giggles, and she said, yes, yes, you know. But there was something so pure and honest. Like, like I could see him listening. I could see that processing in him. And it also just makes me sad that like somebody that young has to be thinking about the way that they fit in so deeply, you know. Um, but also it it's healing because I'm I'm realizing he now has that song to think about and to sing to accept himself, you know. Karuk gave people the song they wish they'd had growing up. And that opened doors for more musical opportunities, specifically a whole album. What kind of conversations do you want people to have after listening to your album? I think that it would be wonderful for people to talk to their people about belonging and about where they are in their adulthood. Because I feel like there's this season of growing up where you're expected to know more than you do. And you, al you also know that you know absolutely nothing and nobody really checks in on you about that. You know, mm -hmm. you just have like the people that you have that are going through it with you. But yeah, I guess I, guess I would want them to think and talk about the belonging within growing, you know, and, and the not belonging within growing up. Part one of their album, Serious Person, is out now. And part two is coming soon. For Karuk, that means more opportunities to connect and to share their music with the world. 
there's a lot of shows, a lot of touring, which is wonderful for my ability to process what's happening, you know, to have people in front of me to look at and to be able to heal alongside them. But I want to make more music. And is there a particular place you want people to stream or find the music? Everywhere. Ready for more good news? A TikToker who calls herself Denise Heaven's Receptionist is helping people cope with loss in a beautiful way. Reigning Miss New York, Taryn Delany Smith, started creating these lighthearted videos where she admits public figures through the pearly gates. I could locate a guest, no problem. What's the name? King Edward. Well, honey, which one? <laughs> but the comedic videos grew into something more powerful. After taking a request from a commenter to greet their late mother in the afterlife, Smith has been flooded with requests for Heaven's receptionist to greet their loved ones. And the videos are truly heartwarming. We get a lot of prayers and emails and messages up here um, in reception. And we did get this email uh, from Becca. Becca's Nat actually intercepted this email uh, because Nat is one of our newest interns. Nat wants you to know that they know how loved they are. Make sure you grab a box of tissues before you check them out. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, one teen caught the internet's attention for the powerful way he celebrated his mother's college graduation. In a now viral video, the young New Zealander steps into the aisle to perform an emotional haka. That's a traditional Maori dance. The master of ceremonies paused to let him finish, and members of the crowd even joined in the chant. This has been Seriously Good News. Catch us in your feed again next week for more uplifting stories that'll make you smile. This podcast was skimmed by me, Alex Carr, along with our producers, Monica Perry, Pam Siegel, and Liz Smith. This episode was created in partnership with Wonder Media Network.